Welcome to the Love and Freedom Podcast with Peace Ducrier, where she shares the life-transforming truth of God's Word that mends hearts and liberates people. Listen and experience the love of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Today, we are continuing our series on three truths to remember when going through trials. We've talked about the first truth, which is that God loves you. And I did see that as the most important of them all. And the second one we started is that God's power is at work in you. And previously we talked about the nature of that power, whether the power has a limit or not. And if you've not listened to that, please stop this episode and go and listen to those ones. And if you've listened to them, keep listening because... As you look, the more you look, the more you are changed. So today we said we're going to discuss how to make power available for a change, how to change circumstances, how to change that issue, that challenge, how to change that circumstance that you might be in. You know, after realizing that, oh, the power of God is actually at work in us and help is going to come from us and not from heaven because heaven is now in us according to the scriptures. So today we're going to look at how we can exercise our authority and the power that is at work in us. So the first thing I have here is that you must know and understand who you are in Christ. You must know and understand who you are in Christ. You know, scripture says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So you might have all the money that you need for anything in this life. But if you do not check your bank account or if you're not aware that you have that money, you would leave life broke. You will go through life broke. It means you can leave a lie. You can actually live a lie because the word of God is truth. So it means that you can actually live a lie if you don't know what the word of God says. When you know this when you know the word of God, when you know the truth that God has said concerning you, then you'll be better equipped to act and function according to that truth. There is a kind of consciousness that the word of God gives us that makes us victors over circumstance. In Second Corinthians 3 verse 18, it says, All of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Now, pause. He says, all of us with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror. So it means we behold the word of God as though we're looking into a mirror. So the word of God is our mirror. Now, when you look into a mirror, what do you see? You see yourself. So it means that the word of God is what shows us who we are. The word of God is our truth. The word of God is, is what tells us this is who you are. This is what you have. Whatever the word of God says you have, you have it. So it says, the more you look, you are changed. So there's power in looking at the word of God. There's power in looking at the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God. There's power in looking into the world because the more you look and see, oh, God sees his power. Like we looked the last time and we saw that the power of God is in us and that power is limitless. So now we've seen it. And because we've seen that power, our consciousness have changed and we've been taken to another level. He says, we are transfigured into the very image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. You know, there, there's so much I can I can dwell on the scripture for a while. <laughs> there's so much I can bring out of the scripture. You know, it says, I wasn't going here, but I'll just mention it um, on a passing that 
you're changed from one degree of glory to another. So it means that every time you listen to the word of God, your life becomes more glorious. Your spirit is brighter. Your light increases. So now that you're listening to the word of God, you are getting brighter. You're shining brighter. You're increasing from one level of glory to another. So the more you listen to the word of God, the more you increase in glory. Hallelujah. You know, it is not God, show me your glory, God. He says, no, as you look into the, you know, he says, as you behold in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. So it means when you look into the word of God, when you look into that mirror, you see the glory of the Lord. What does that tell you? It means you are his glory. Hallelujah. Because when you look into the mirror, you see yourself and it says, behold in the word of God as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. So it means you are the glory of God. So it's not God. I would do anything for your glory. God, show me your glory. You are the glory of God. If you want to see the glory of God, look at the scripture because you will see yourself. The you that you would see is the glory of God. Now let's go on. I have established that everything that Christ has, you have. You know, scripture says that as he is, so are we in this world. As Christ is, so are we in this world. There's not so, you know, people say we will be like him. We're not going to be like him. We are like him in this world. We are like him the way he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. I said everything that Christ has, you have. And that is a fact. That is a truth. There's a reason he's called Christ. There's a reason he's called the Christ. And today I am just, I've already started sharing with you about your authority in Christ Jesus. You know, I said you must know and understand who you are in Christ. That is the first thing. And I am already, I already started sharing with you about your authority in Christ. Now, there is a reason he's called Christ. Christ refers to the head and the body. It refers, Christ refers to the church, to Jesus and his church. Jesus is the head. The church is his body. Together, we are referred to as Christ. Hallelujah. So if the head is holy, the body is holy. Glory to God. So having this knowledge, having this understanding that we are Christ's body and he's our head and Christ entails the that word christ entails us and jesus we are together we are inseparable we are one stock with him now having that understanding let us look at ephesians 1 verse 22 remember we're talking about we're, we're finding out we're looking at the looking at our authority in christ jesus and it says god has put all things under the authority of christ under the authority of Christ. And we just said that Christ entails Jesus and the church. Jesus and you. You and Jesus. Jesus and me. So it says God has put all things under the authority of Christ. So it means God has put all things under our authority. And he says again. So he, he repeats what he just said. And has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. He says that Jesus is head over all things for the benefit of the church. You know, scripture says that he was raised back to life for our justification. So there's a reason he was raised. It says he was delivered up for our transgressions and was raised back to life for our justification. So also, all things were put under him for our benefits. Hallelujah. So we have agreed that what Christ has, we have. And he says all things have been put under him. So all things have been put under us. That's why he says that we are seated together. We are not separate from Christ. You are not separate from Christ. You are in Christ. You were born into Christ. There is no separation. You were born into Christ. You and Christ now you become one. We should talk about the extent of this authority. You know, I just chuckled because like 
talking about the extent of his authority like it should be already clear that mm, his authority is limitless of course he's god his authority has to be limitless but um i think it's also important that we look at the scriptures and get whatever we are saying from the scriptures and i'm just going to read ephesians 4 verse 8 to 10 and it says therefore it is said when he ascended on high he led captivity captive he led a train of vanquished foes and he bestowed gifts on men that's is powerful but <laughs> i'm going somewhere but he ascended now what can this he ascended mean but that he previously descended from the heights of heaven into the depths the lower parts of the earth he who descended is very is the very same as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens that he his presence might fill all things the whole universe from the lowest to the highest now the part i was going to is the part where he he says that that his presence might fill all things that his presence might fill all things it means that his this authority is recognized everywhere these authorities recognize in hell, beneath the earth, recognize in heaven. Jesus, when he when he was raised back to life and he appeared to his disciples, he said to them, All authority in heaven under the earth has been given unto me. So it means that his authority is recognized everywhere. And if he has his authority, we have it too. Now you're saying, hmm, how do you know we have this authority? Okay, let's find out. Luke ten nineteen, that is another powerful scripture. It says, "Look, I have given you." Let's read the, um, King James. It says, "Behold, I give you, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." Before I dive into what I want to tell you, it says, "And nothing shall by any means hurt you." So when you are casting out demons, when you are casting out demons, healing the sick, don't be scared. Because he says, nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing can... Oh my gosh, we'll get to that. Okay. So he says, I have given you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, one very important thing to note about the scripture is, when he says, I've given you power to tread on da, 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 and over all the power of the enemy, it uses power twice. But when you check the, or the original transliteration of the words power there, they mean two different things. So when he talks about the power of the enemy, he talks about dunamis. So like the ability, the, uh, okay, I'm just going to to read that out for you. The strength, the power, the ability of the devil, of the evil one, of, of the enemy. But then when he talks about, I give unto you power, that word power, the transliteration, the word translated power there is exousia. And it means the power of choice, the liberty to do as one pleases. So it means he says, he says here that I have given you what? The power of choice. I have given you the liberty of doing as you please. So you see now that it is an aberration for you to be calling on God, God do something, God do something, or waiting on God to do something. It is an aberration because he says to you, I have given you what? The power of choice. You know, later on, we're going to be talking about how God has given us the power of attorney. Now, it says, I have given you the power of choice, the liberty to do as you please. So when you face a situation, what do you want? When you're going through a challenge, you, you need a promotion. Is that what you want? It says, I have given you the power, the, cho the liberty of choice to do as you will. So you can change that situation. You feel pain. 
What do you want? You want that pain gone? He says, okay, I have given you the authority, the power of choice to tell that pain to go. Now, this is really profound. It, this also means, this exousia also means the power of authority, influence, and, the, and of rights, privilege. Now, one very important thing here that I want you to realize about what this word exousia means is that it is also the power of rule or government. So we are, the, we are soldiers of Christ. We are the government of Christ. You know, scripture says that we are ambassadors. We are not of this world. We are ambassadors. We are soldiers of Christ. We are here, but we are not of the world because we are, we are the government of Christ. Now, it says that the power of rule or government, the power of him whose will. Now, he's saying that you, the power he has given you, this power of choice or the liberty of choice to do as you will that he has given you is such that your commands must be submitted to by others and must be obeyed. I didn't write this. This is scripture. This is the word of God. The exousia, what it actually means is that the power that he has given you such that your will and commands must be submitted to your will. It says your will and command must be submitted to by others and obeyed. It says universally. So it means that Whatever you're going through, it is, it is you that will change that situation because you are the one that has that right. You are the, you're the one that has that authority to change whatever you're going to going through. So now we have seen that God has given us. So next time when you face challenges, don't be waiting for God. Change it. Change it. Now we are going to also look at how you can change it. How do you exercise this authority? Because now we are learning. We're just learning. We're just starting to learn about the authority that we have. But as we go on, we're going to learn how we can exercise that authority. Hallelujah. You know, when it says that such that the, the, your will and your commands must be, sub, must be submitted to by others, it says must be submitted to by others. So it means that no enemy can disobey you. No enemy can say no. So it means that demons must obey you. That's what it's saying. That your authority, your command, and your will must be submitted to by others. You are, you are seated high above with him. You're seated high in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So demons don't have a choice. Demons don't have a choice. They must obey you. So what is that pain you're feeling in your body? That pain must obey because he has given you the power of liberty. He has given you the power of liberty to do as you please. The power of choice. So now that pain must obey. That pain must sub submit to your authority. That pain must obey your command. That challenge or that, 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 that devil disturbing your life or anyone around you must obey to your command. And he says, when you're doing this, you don't have to be afraid because nothing shall by enemies hurt you because you are bigger than them all. We've seen that the power of God is in you. You know, you know think about it. The power of God is in you and you have the authority to do as you will with this power. Do you understand it? You have the authority and the liberty to do as you will with the power of God that is in you. And how can a demon even stop you? Because when Christ was raised, you were raised with Christ and no demon could stop Christ. He says he hauled back the forces of hell that were on him. No demon could stop you when you were being raised with Christ. No demon could stop Christ when he was being raised and we were raised together with him. Is it now that that demon can stop you? Is it now that that same resurrection power is at work in you that a demon can stop you? So when we say that you're bigger than every challenge, it is true. 
You are bigger than the challenge. You are bigger than every problem. There is no problem in this world that is big enough to stop you. There is no challenge, no demon in this world that is big enough to stop you. You are bigger than them all. The power of God is in you and you have the authority to do as you will with that power. You have the liberty to exercise that power as you will. There's some stubborn demons who would try to challenge your authority, but that is why you enforce it. When you speak to that pain and you say pain, leave, and the pain is still there. You don't stop and say, I tried it and it didn't work. Do you understand that you are a soldier of Christ? You have authority. Imagine the government of your state. Um, you have criminals who rebel, just like demons rebel when we give a command. You have criminals who go against the authority of the government and you know they, they try to rebel against the government. The government doesn't say, I tried to tell them to stop and they didn't stop. So we'll just leave them. The government doesn't do that. So also, you are in a place of power. You are in a place of authority. So when you give that command and the devil is still is still standing there and is not moving, you enforce it. How do we enforce it? We are going to look more into that. You insist. That pain is still there. You say, no, pain, you are gone. Pain, you are cursed. In the name of Jesus, you are cursed. You know, you are praying indoors, you're praying indoors, and then you come out, the things things have not changed. You say, no, it's a lie. This thing, you must change. You don't give up. We don't give in. We are not of them that draw back. We are not of them that give up. We are not of them that give in. We are a people of authority. We are a people of power, and we continue to enforce it. We continue to enforce it. You know, Jesus casting that demon demon out. The demon refused to go. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He says, he said his name is Legion because there are many. And Jesus casted them out again. Jesus didn't stop there. He casted them out. You must enforce your authority. They might rebel, but you enforce your authority because you are bigger than them all. You are bigger than them all. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So in our next episode, we're going to look at how do we enforce our how do we are going to continue looking at how we can exercise this authority and power now we just learned about our authority in christ jesus so we've learned about the power that we have and we've also learned about the authority that we have and so in our next episode we are going to learn how we can release the power of god and how we can enforce this authority so you don't want to miss that see you next week i trust that you're even more glorious now after listening to that life transforming message by peace dukuye i invite you to make jesus christ the lord of your life by praying thus O lord god i believe with all my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and god raised him from the dead i believe he's alive today I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. If you desire to go deeper in the word of God, please click on the link in the description to check out more in-depth messages on Connect With Peace's blog. For counseling, questions, and inquiries, please send an email to the Love and Freedom Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Peace on Instagram at Connect With Peace.